Welcome to another episode of the Fast and Furious Ways to Grow Your Business podcast series with Roy and Ian. My name is Ian Tate. Roy is a fellow director, vice president, and chief marketing officer of the Business Association with over 40 years of executive leadership experience. Today's Fast and Furious growth tip is why reacting to unforeseen events is a great competitive strategy. Build the cultural competence of your business on the abilities to successfully react to unexpected events rather than rely on traditional planning methods that try to build precision into your plan over the next five years. There is too much unpredictability and randomness in markets to be able to create a plan and strategy that effectively accommodates future uncertainty. Successful businesses are able to react quickly when their chosen path is no longer available to them. Good morning, Roy. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm fine and happy Valentine's Day, Roy. Oh, there you go. My heart throbs, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's jump into the deep end. Roy, why do you believe reacting is needed to succeed in business? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the simple fact is the future rarely turns out the way you plan it to. I mean, that's reality. And if you put all your eggs in the, I'm going to get this perfect and plan A is going to work for me basket, then you're actually increasing the amount of risk in your business. And so to actually seek plan A and perfect plan A, in my experience, is a huge business risk. I mean, the future does not unfold uh, as, as you would expect. And so it's full of uncertainty. It's full of uh, unexpected events. Uh, look at eventually, organizations need to expect that they're going to take a body blow, something that they didn't expect, they didn't plan for. And yet, if they're unable to respond or react to that body blow, their business and their employees and their shareholders are at risk. And so, you know, the other thing I like to say about this is like, um, plan A will rarely work and plan B might. And so let's think about, okay, the ability to react in a way that's thoughtful in the face of an unexpected body blow. My experience is that businesses that are able to do that with consistency uh, are the ones that are going to be able to ride the waves of, of uncertainty. And, and let's face it, the world we're in is not a, a world of continuity, and it's a world of discontinuity. And and the only way you can survive discontinuity is is to be able to go with it, right, and harness it, and 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 create success in the chaos. It's like my grade nine math teacher said: "Hate adapt or die." Especially when you don't dead. have a exactly, <laughs> especially when you don't have a plan for the dying part. But anyway, uh, so. Aren't you going against popular thought that says we should focus on using all tools at our disposal to perfect our plan? Why is this uh, approach better, Roy? Well, I mean, it's it it works uh, more effectively because the, the the a world of chaos cannot be perfected from a planning point of view, as I said earlier. And so, I mean, if 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 you want if you want to use traditional planning methods. That's okay for a start, but you always have to be prepared, right? When when things are not going to turn out the way you want, you need to be prepared to do something about it. Uh, you look at execution and learning 
is far more effective than trying to get the plan perfect. I mean, how can you perfect imperfection anyways? And that's what the world is. And so the ability to, to execute and learn from that in a world of, of, of ex- extreme dynamics, okay, in my opinion, is a core competency of an audacious organization. The ability to take the body blow, harness the energy, right, and morph yourself in a way that, in a way that, that makes sense. Um, look at reaction, I would say it this way, uses reality. It doesn't depend on theory. So the ability to react uses reality and, and as a as a harness and tries to harness it to do something else rather than put all your eggs in the theory basket. Never worked for me because there's a huge gap between what theoretically should occur and what practically does occur in the real world. Okay. And so reaction is about execution. It's about getting your plan just about right. And we've talked about this before and 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 adjusting it based on how it's actually being executed in the field. Execute and adjust, execute and adjust. And so um, reaction, in my view, is a real description of what's actually going on in the world that businesses, quite frankly, have got to do a better job at. You just can't rely on the plan. You have to be prepared to react to when you're wrong. And you will be wrong. It's just a matter of degrees. The world won't let you be 100% right. So how does reaction then confer a competitive advantage to the business that uses it? Well, very simply, I mean, it, it's a competitive advantage because very few other organizations pay any attention to it. I mean, the majority of their attention, as we said earlier, is they're trying to perfect their plan up front. And in many respects, they're not uh, they're not prepared for a body blow that's going to get them one way or the other. And so that environmental changes... Are, are exceedingly important for any business. And those organizations that are able to respond to those sorts of changes will have an advantage over their competitive brethren who, who are simply unprepared. And so it may not be a sexy topic reaction, mm-hmm. right? Because it right. tends to have a connotation in the world that, oh, there's something repugnant about having to react. Well, I'm here to tell you as a guy that kind of like was successful getting a billion dollars out of a business, we didn't do that by getting the plan right every time. We did it by getting it just about right and reacting to the unexpected. That gave us an advantage in the market because we were nimbler. Okay, we were able to change. We were able to tiptoe through the tulips, okay, of, of, of razor blades that were waiting for us in this competitive world. And so, you know, all of those those characteristics of what it takes to be uh, a good reactor essentially are elements of of your competitive advantage. Uh, People don't talk about it normally that way, but it's true. They are. Mm. Mm. So it's, uh, you know, if you're so entrenched in the plan and you come to the fork in the road, you know, you you, you don't know which way which way to go. So if you leave yourself open, you, you just go. Yeah, you, you you have to be you have to be prepared to 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 accept reluctantly, okay, a new direction that's imposed upon you by forces beyond your control. I mean, that's mm. good leadership. You just have to be able to do that. And if you do it well enough, 
you can actually create a competitive advantage claim around that that nobody else can because they're so darn hell bent on getting the plan perfect uh, uh, out, out of the gates. Right. Impossibility. Right. So how do you build a business to react? How do you create that mindset? Yeah, and it's it's all about leadership. Okay, this is a leader's job, quite frankly, because it's all about taking a long-term view. Um, this is not an overnight task to create an environment, okay, within which an organization builds reactive competencies. Okay, it mm -hmm. just doesn't happen overnight. It happens with baby steps, relentless, tenacious, audacious baby steps towards the uh, objective of trying to create a culture that is able to take a body blow and transform it into an opportunity. And that's really what reaction is, just to articulate it a different way. Leaders are here to establish competitive advantage. And I believe, and I've shown that, that, that reaction is a competitive advantage. It's also a core competency of a firm and leaders need to build core competencies. Okay, the core competency, you will never have a perfect core competency. A core competency of being perfect is unattainable. And not only that, it's dishonest. It's, it's physically impossible to achieve. However, having an objective to be the most audacious reactor to body blows is achievable. It just takes mm -hmm. a while because it involves cultural change. And so, but it's tough. It's tough because we've been taught Okay, we've been taught to get it right the first time. We've been taught to get it right the first time. We've been taught to seek perfection according to somebody's sense of what those rules should look like. And so when, it, when we are creating a plan for ourselves, we do not have imperfection in mind. We have perfection in mind, which means we have a shield up against the body blow. We deny that it will happen. Okay, well, I'm saying to you, we need to accept that it will happen and we need to plan for it to happen. If it doesn't, we're still better off, mate. We're still way better off, but at least we're not, we're not unprepared. Uh, so um, we've, we have a strong momentum going on out there about trying to get it right the first time, et cetera. So there's a huge right. inertia to do that. But there are two things that I would say that, that I would like to see leaders uh, focus on in terms of making their culture more reaction-oriented and, and using that as a competitive advantage. The first thing I would say is you need to loosen up on direction setting. You're never going to nail it the first time. In a world of relentless change, you will not get it right the first time. So loosen up on the plan and tighten up on execution, learning, and adjusting on the run. Loosen up on the plan, tighten up on your development of the capabilities that you have that will allow you to execute, learn, and adjust on the run. That would be the first point. The second point is kind of a, a spin on this whole notion of what I would call being obsessed with customers. And I would say stick to them like glue, because in a world of incredible change, there's nothing more important than customer loyalty. Leaders need to take in a reactive culture, an active role in actually staying on top of customers so that when the body blow comes, they are with you. They will stay with you. They will help you through the pain and the adjustment that you will have to go through. 
if if they are not happy with you, Ian, in a in a in a face of a body blow, particularly of of incredible proportions, they will leave. And when they leave, you're even worse off. So when you're going through this metamorphosis, reacting to unexpected change, what you do need is a stable base of customers. That's the leader's job to figure out how to do that. Okay. You need to pay attention to attaching. And, you know, in a way, I kind of think it, I, I, I keep, I have this image of, of an organization that's physically attached to a customer and actually kind of like a, a bucking Bronco and rides this customer group through all of the tumultuous times that they face, taking care of them en route. Because when it happens to us as an organization, we need them to stick to us. Okay, so that's just another kind of I got goosebumps on that. That's just another way of of thinking through what does it take to create, um, you know, a customer obsessed organization. And what I would say to leaders is use the notion of having to react as one of the one of the sort of tactics in your toolbox. Okay, and it will help you survive and live for another day, day to thrive. Because when you're in a body blow circumstance, your objective is to survive, okay? You will earn the right to thrive when you survive. So you've got to survive in order to thrive. That makes perfect sense, Roy. Um, So to close, what's the first thing a leader must do to get their business on a reaction track? Yeah, so you need a a context. We've talked about this before. Uh, In in order to build a, a culture to do anything, you need context. And so... Won't go through the details today, but but the strategic game planning process is the context that leaders need to to use to create um, and declare the importance of reacting to unforeseen um, events, uh, focusing on the critical few things that you need to do in order to be reactive. Look at it's all about execution. Reaction is another is is execution of the unexpected stuff in disguise, okay? So so really what you need to do as a leader is make sure that the business is able to execute flawlessly when the when the bad news comes. So one of the things that we've talked about is this whole notion of cleaning the inside. You can't execute if you got grunge. You can't execute if you got rules that 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 customers hate and you can't be obsessed with customers if they hate the rules you're trying to disable them with, okay? So there's that whole notion Focus on the cut. Simplify the organization. Look at you cannot ex- you cannot react quickly if you have got seventeen layers of management in your organization. The only way that you can respond and react quickly is if you have a minimal number of layers between the CEO and the front line. The front line cannot be encumbered in in in, the, in a world of reaction. So you need to make it easy for them. You need to empower them right, to make decisions, because this is not a world, okay, of responding to a body blow, and you have three months to do it. You need to be quick, you need to be nimble to stay alive. And so that requires customer focus, a clean inside, a relentless focus on the critical few things you need to do to survive, okay, all of that um, is important, and use it to start to build reaction values in the organization, because in the end of the at the end of the day, 
the efficacy of your plan will get you only so far because you will be running into hard times. And, and I have to tell you, one of the things that I observed as we went through COVID is I observed how some organizations were incredibly good at what they called at that time pivoting from the business that they had to the business that they had to be in order to survive this humongous body blow that the world suffered. Um, I kind of, I would like leaders to think about that environment when they are considering how to build a reactive culture. This is not a theoretical concept. It happens. It happened to us in a global scale, but it will also happen to you as a leader on a smaller scale in your markets with your competitors and your customers. But if we could think about the impact that that global force had on us to be mindful of pivoting to stay alive, if we energize that constantly in a face of change, we'll be better off. We'll be better off for our business, our employees, our shareholders, and we'll continue to provide value to our customers. And at the end of the day, that's what we need to do. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, we hope our listeners enjoyed today's podcast. We'll be back again soon with another Fast and Furious growth tip as part of our Fast and Furious Ways to Grow Your Business podcast series, available 24 hours a day on our website, www.northdeltabusiness.ca slash podcast and on Spotify. Have a great business day, everyone. Happy Valentine's, Roy. Happy Valentine's to you, Ian. <laughs>